Welcome to the Radical Audacity Podcast. I'm Tiffany Kane, your host. On this podcast, you are going to meet people that walk their own path, live life on their own terms, let go of other people's rules and expectations and the shoulds in life, and instead live life in their own truth, integrity, and authenticity. This podcast will give you the inspiration you need to live your own radically audacious life. Enjoy the episode. Hello, beautiful community, my Radical Audacity listeners. I'm here today to talk to you about self-love and self-care and the way that I am not following the following my own beliefs in this area. And I want to talk to you about it and what the implications are. I'm going to be going on a journey of getting back in touch with self-love and self-care. I've let it go. And I was hoping you'd come on this journey with me. I'm going to do maybe check-ins every couple of weeks with you guys, short little check-ins to see how you're doing on your self-love and self-care and kind of let you know where I'm at with self-love and self-care. Let me give you a little bit of a backstory of how I'm coming to this conversation today. Um, You know my history with my religion. Um, I, you know, super patriarchal, super controlling women had a place and that place was not a thinking place. It was, you are quiet, you are kind, you are um, to be a submissive wife, you know, that that was the place. And being visible, uh, whether it's with your clothing, your hair, your makeup, not a good thing, right? Like you need to be subdued and submissive in the way you look. I was also raised with a mother with very significant mental health issues. As you guys know, um, my mother and I unfortunately do not have a relationship and it's not out of any um, bad feelings. It's because she has stayed in that religion. And so to her, I chose to leave it and I abandoned my faith and I abandoned my family. And because of that, I deserve to maybe be punished by not having my family and not having a relationship with her. And so it is kind of this righteousness. And I know my mom loves me and I know that she is doing this out of what she thinks is right. I digress a little bit. Uh, but, you know, I have, there's there's issues. As much as I understand, um, it, it always hurts to be uh, rejected by your mother, even though you understand why. However, Growing up with my mother was really challenging. Uh, my mom has had a massive issue with her weight her whole life. She started out in high school, um, absolutely beautiful, tall, um, thin, long, long, long blonde hair. Um, I think my mom's about 5'10", 5'11", absolutely gorgeous, right? But she got pregnant with me in high school. And then shortly after that, she got pregnant with my second sister. And shortly after that, pregnant with my third sister. And she had three children before she was 22 years old. 
And so her body and her mental state went through some massive challenges. And I grew up with a mother that um, tried to commit suicide multiple times, had multiple mental breakdowns, um, lots of health issues physically and mentally, and really, really, really significant weight issues. Along with this came my father, who has three daughters and really did not want us to have the challenges our mom had. And he felt like the most loving thing to do (laughs) would be to make us very, very aware of our bodies and the ways that we might be allowing ourselves to get a little bit heavy, right? And so he was super, super critical about us um, constantly teasing us about if if our belly was protruding or our butts were getting too big or whatever. And again, he was doing this out of love. He thought, and we've talked about this multiple times, he thought, well, if I point it out to you, then you'll be aware and you'll take care of yourself better. Now, my sisters and I growing up, um, you know, we each went through our baby fat stage and we each went through our willowy teenager stage. Um, but every single one of us thought we were fat the whole time. And when I look back at the pictures, no, never. I've always had a poochy belly and I've always had very curvy, you know, a curvy build, but I was never fat as a kid or a teenager or even a young adult. However, when I looked in the mirror, I really thought I was fat and I would watch my mother with her challenges with eating and just pray that I would never be like that because I saw the pain she was in and how difficult it was. I remember one time walking in on her, she had an entire bag of Hershey Kisses sitting on the table and she was just unwrapping them and shoveling, shoving them in her mouth, not finish eating one, just shoving them in, shoving them in, shoving them in. And I stopped her and I said, mom, what are you doing? What's, what's happening right now? And she opened her mouth and like, showed me everything inside her mouth and like looked at me very defiantly and then shoved a couple more in her mouth. And I remember it's such a vivid memory for me as I think I was about in middle school at the time. So probably around 11, 12 of just how sad my mother was and how eating for her was a, um, almost a rebellion, almost a cry for help. And those are just things you learn, right? You observe it and you learn it. And I have so much compassion for my mom when it comes to this. And I carried so much fear my entire life of becoming like my mother with her body and her eating issues. And I was really careful for most of my life to really watch my weight and, and, and be aware. Um, however, there were definitely times in my life where I was fluffier than other times, and then I would work really hard, but I was always able to take the weight off. And I've always been pretty active. You know, I grew up doing ballet and dance. Um, I grew up thinking the ideal body was that American ballet theater, long, thin, willowy body, and wished that could be mine. And I'm not. I'm short and curvy. Um, but that's who I wanted to be as a ballet dancer. So I grew up with all of that. Well, here I am at 48, I'll be turning 49 in January, 
and I feel like my body is not my own. I feel like I don't know who the person is I'm looking in the mirror. I feel like I am not in control of my weight and what is happening to my body. Now, I'm one of those people that can find beauty in pretty much any body shape. I don't require of other people to be super model thin. In fact, I find often very curvy people to be just glorious. Um, (laughs) I think Lizzo is spectacularly beautiful and I love the confidence she has in her body. To me, somebody walking around confidently in whatever size and shape their body is in is so gloriously beautiful. So I can see that in other people. But for myself, I can't. I have, I know where my body is most comfortable. I know health-wise where I feel the best. But I, I also have this image in my head of what I want to look like. So I've had a couple of things happen recently that made me realize I am, I'm in a place where I need some help in this area. And that's why I'm sharing this journey with you all because I am getting the help. Um, so a couple of things that have happened recently. One, I went to a ballet in Los Angeles this past weekend. And it was really fun. It was so fun to get out and to go do the thing. But I was so self-conscious in my clothing all night because I felt so big, right? Most of the pictures I took were from the neck up. (laughs) I did take a couple of my full dress, but I never posted anything on social media because I just didn't feel comfortable. I went the next day when I came back from that um ballet. I went the next day to (laughs) take pictures with my senior. It's football mom pictures. And we took pictures and I got the pictures back this week. And I didn't want to download any of the pictures because I felt so uncomfortable with the way that I looked in them. I was hard on myself for what my belly looked like, what my arms looked like, what my legs looked like. And that to me is so sad because it's really about my son and I, and it has nothing to do with my body, but that's all I could see in those pictures. And so these two incidences just brought to mind that I have some mindset issues to work through with my body, that it's it's kind of come to a head. And I think I know why. I know why this is happening for me. Um, I, a couple years ago, fell and injured my back. I was doing aerial yoga and I fell and I fractured my back and herniated a disc. Did not listen to myself, continued to hurt myself by running a marathon and (laughs) um, running multiple half marathons, running a full marathon, performing aerial dance and finishing my master's degree and being a single mom and working full time. And I just pushed through all of the pain. I didn't listen to any of the pain. If I had been smart, I would have gotten proper care right then and there. And it probably wouldn't be an issue now, but I wasn't smart. And so I kind of kept re-injuring the area. And then probably four or five months later, I got to the point where I could not walk. I couldn't walk. The damage was so bad. My my spine was now fused. My disc was bulging. 
uh, their stenosis, which means that the when the the spine fused, the bones, the the hole in the bone got smaller that your spinal cord goes through. So now my spinal cord is rubbing on the bones, their stenosis. And it's it's a massive injury and it's can be very debilitating. And what this has caused is I can't run anymore. And running was my thing. I loved running. I've done multiple marathons. I've done countless half marathons. It was something that helped me feel sane, um, helped me feel really strong in my body. I was most confident when I was running. It was as if running helped me solve all the world's problems. Like I, I truly think running gets you in this euphoric state and um it, it to me it was just great medicine but i i can't run anymore because my back is so injured i can't even ride my bike anymore even walking i'll go for two and three mile walks in the morning and just come back and be in massive pain all day long from those walks and so that bout of not taking care of myself and pushing through the pain has caused permanent damage Believe me, I've gotten a ton of therapy and done a ton of work in this area, but um, I'm trying to avoid surgery. <laughs> so doing everything I can to not have surgery, but it's really affected my activity level and the way I live life and really affected my confidence level as well in myself and my abilities and um, my body. That combined with quitting my job which was wonderful. There's so many good things that came from quitting my job, but now I no longer have the structure I had before. And my ADHD brain does much better with a certain amount of structure. So when I had to get up every single day at 4.30 or 5 in the morning and get the kids ready and get them off to school and get myself off to work, and um, I had specific times when I worked out and specific things I did, it's like that structure really worked for me. Well, now I don't have the structure. I kind of work all the time. I work seven days a week. And um, the lack of structure, I think, is making it hard for me to be super focused and purposeful when I work out. It's also making it hard to be super focused and purposeful and when I eat. Because when I was working, you know, I would make my lunch and be very purposeful about what I packed and be very aware of what I ate it during the day because I packed it. Well, now I'm at home. And so you know, I can just kind of grab something to eat when I'm hungry. And there's a certain amount of stress that comes from being your own boss. Oh, my boss, man, she's she's rough. <laughs> and so then when you're stressed, you tend to want to choose foods that may not be the best. It's not necessarily carrots and apples that you're reaching for when you're feeling stressed. So I know these are some of the factors that have combined together. I've also noticed that my self-care has gone down the drain. I'm just not taking the time for my self-care. I'm not going and getting my massages, facials, manicures. It's been probably four or five months since I've had my hair done. And I just keep saying, oh, I don't have the time. I don't, you know, things like that. And I know I have the time for what is important to me. And so basically I am telling myself that there are other things that are more important than my self-care. And yeah, I'm trying to get a new business off the ground, right? And and so many amazing things are happening and I'm just going after them with full gusto and full heart. And there's so many amazing things happening and I have so much appreciation for the abundance flowing my way. But I'm also 
very aware that I am allowing my self-care to go on the back burner because I just don't have the energy for it. And unfortunately, that becomes a terrible self-fulfilling prophecy. If you do not have time to take care of yourself, then you can't take care of yourself and your body starts to fall apart and it may look like weight gain. It may look like exhaustion, anxiety, depression, um, you name it, it looks like all of those things. So thankfully, I'm very aware of this and I've reached out to a lovely friend who is a nutritionist and a personal trainer and we're going to work together and I'm going to get, you know, that accountability, that coaching. It's so important to have that. And um, I'm taking action. And I'm sure that a certain amount of weight loss is going to be the byproduct of this. But what I'm really looking for is just feeling good in the skin I'm in, feeling confident in the skin I'm in so that when I look at the picture of me with my son, I see the love between us. I don't see my belly and my arms and my legs, right? Like I don't want to see that. And right now I'm so self-conscious that that's what I see. So my goal with this self-care journey that I'm going on and that I'm hoping you guys want to go on with me, come along for the ride, is my goal is to be able to look at those pictures and be in those moments and be present in the moment and not be self-conscious about me, right? I think when you are so confident in who you are, you really don't even have to think about yourself. You just show up. And that's my goal. Just show up, not, oh, I, you know, I've got to put the spanks on and man, they're uncomfortable and I've got to pull them and twist them. And am I looking okay? And and how should I look in the picture? And how, what, how should I put my arm? How should I put my leg? And how do I want to show up? And oh, don't take the picture from that angle. I don't want that. That's not confident. I want to feel confident. I want to feel good. And so that's what I am working towards. Um, it's I don't have a particular number on the scale I'm working towards. I mean, there's always a number in my head where I'm like, ah, I know that I felt good at that weight in the past. So it would be nice to be there. But really, I just want to feel energetic and happy and present and confident. And so that's what I am going for in this self-care journey. So I'm overhauling my eating. I've always been a pretty healthy eater, but I'm not going to lie. You know, if French fries are on the menu, lately I've been ordering them because they're comfort food, you know? <laughs> so um, I'm probably making some decisions that are more based on comfort than they are on focusing on my personal well-being. And so I'm, I'm going to switch that up a bit. I'm going to be a lot more conscious about what I put in my body, having it contribute to my physical, emotional, and mental well-being. That doesn't mean I'm eating broccoli and carrots all the time. I mean, chocolate is a very big, important part of my physical well-being. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh, so is a piece of gluten-free garlic bread, okay? So I'm not going crazy. I'm not saying that I need to um, deprive myself of anything. But I just want to be present. I want to be present. Tara McMullen was my guest this past week, and she talks about goals of being more about things like being present 
rather than achievement. So an achievement goal with weight would be, oh, I have to get to 145 pounds and I'll be happy at 145 pounds. Whereas being present goal is I want to feel confident. I want to feel good. I want to know that the things that I am doing and the actions I'm taking are good for my body and good for my mental, emotional well-being. Because I show up better in the world. I show up better for my kids. I show up better for David, my partner. I show up better for the people I'm coaching. I show up better for this podcast. I show up better when I feel good and I feel confident. And we're all human. We all have parts of our life that are more challenging than other parts. And this is the part of my life that has always been challenging, this body image part, this confidence in my body. I have confidence in myself as a human being and my abilities and my capabilities, but I've always, always had a hard time with confidence in my body. So this is what I'm really working on. I want that confidence and joy and just to feel good. If this is your area of challenge as well, I'd love to hear about it. I have something where you get to call in and leave me a message that I am able to put on the podcast. So if you feel like calling in and sharing a message about how you're feeling around self-love, self-care, body image, I would love to share your messages on the podcast. So check for that link in the show notes and leave me a message. I want to know where you're at. What challenges are you having? What struggles are you having? What's worked for you? Um, what would you like me to explore? I'm going to do a series on this and really work hard to feel better. I'm going to look at supplements. I'm going to look at food and nutrition. I'm going to look at exercise routines. Now, don't worry, this podcast is not turning into a health and nutrition podcast, but this podcast does focus on self-love and self-care. And so I'm taking it from that angle of how does self-love and self-care raise your confidence and help you show up as your true authentic self in the world? It has nothing to do with the scale. It has everything to do with how we feel inside our bodies. So that's what I'm going to be exploring. And I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to share your insights and your thoughts on this matter, uh, books you've read, podcasts you enjoy, uh, the influencers you enjoy following, uh, what's worked for you, what hasn't worked for you, what drives you crazy about this topic, anything. Just share it with me. I want to hear from you. And like I said, I will be choosing some of your messages to share on this series because I want this to be really interactive and I want us to go on this journey together. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to raise the volume of your voice. I'm listening. <laughs>